Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David Farmer. Hey, Launch University listeners, want to thank you so much for tuning in. This is David Farmer, and I'm joined by my good friend, Shane Benson. Hey, Shane. Hey, David. And I am so excited about this podcast. This is called Shane's Iron Man, what we can learn from Shane's pursuit of a bucket list goal. And let me just say right up front, this was my idea, not Shane's, because he doesn't want to do this. I'm getting dragged into this one. (laughs) But I'm like, Shane, no way. We are going to tell this story um, because, and here's the backstory. Years ago, how many years ago, Shane? It's been a long time. <laughs> so Shane and I have been like um, sort of accountability partners along with Jeff Henderson for a number of years. And year after year <laughs> after year, <laughs> Shane would tell us about his goal to do an Ironman triathlon. Yeah. Well, guess what, folks? We are recording this on November the 9th and on November the 4th. Fourth, yeah. The fourth, this past Saturday, Mr. Shane Benson went down to Panama City, Florida, and he did it. And get this, it took him 14 hours and 26 minutes, but he went, he, he did a 2.4 mile ocean swim, immediately followed by a 112 mile bike ride. And then after he finished that little bike ride, he got to run a marathon, 26.2 miles. So he had to cover 140.6 miles, uh, did it again in 14 hours and 26 minutes. And I am so excited for him because I know I will never, ever, ever do that. And so I'm just going to have to live vicariously through Shane on this one. So Shane, first of all, Congratulations. That is awesome. Well, um, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will say for many of you out there that are listening and that have actually done this and maybe done multiples of these things, I have so much appreciation (laughs) because I literally got done and went, I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. Um, But I will say it was a a significant goal of mine for many, many years, and the timing was right, and my kids are now out of school. And so... um, it was it was a huge accomplishment. Yeah, and, and so you say, so that's wonderful. Why are you guys talking about that? Because I think it's a metaphor for what we're going through when we're trying to launch something or accomplish a major goal. This had been something Shane had he'd set his heart on for a long time. But you can imagine, you don't just go do this. You have to put in months of preparation to, to ready yourself for this. And so I think there are some huge principles that Shane learned as he worked to complete this Ironman that I think can apply to all the ventures that we're pursuing. And so I've asked Shane to think about that, and he's got some principles uh, that he's going to share with us. And, and, and Shane, we're about to jump into that. Before we do, I've got to add one little fun fact, because mm-hmm. if you can't fully appreciate how hard you have to work to make this happen, and how I, I just thought about the race itself, how many calories you consume over the course uh, of the day. I asked Shane, I, he, he told me that he had to drink uh, 10 24-ounce Gatorades because he had it actually timed out a little bit. And I said, so how often did you go to the bathroom? And he went at the right before it all started. In the very beginning. And he never peed again. So think about that, folks. Uh, that, that just and David, showed. thank you so much for sharing that. Well, it. 
um, it just shows that you're you're consuming so much, you know all these calories. Yeah, I think you go through the average Ironman athlete goes through right around ten thousand calories in a day. You know, and so you're having to constantly you're using everything you put into your body at that point. I also asked Shane, so what did you eat afterwards? And he said a whole pizza. So. Yep. And I've, now I haven't stopped eating, actually. It, it feels like <laughs> since that time, I've just kept, kept on eating. Yeah. All right. So um, let's just dive in. Let, let's get into what can we learn from Shane's pursuit of this bucket list goal and the completion of this Ironman. Shane, give us some of the principles. Where do you want to begin? Let's start with, um, I think, something that I learned uh, pretty early on was the importance of sharing your big goals with somebody else. Um Year after year year. (laughs) after year. (laughs) Um, You know, because what happens is people genuinely want you to succeed. And so they will, in a nice, polite way, say, are you going to set that goal again this year? Yeah. And and I have to say, David and Jeff have always been great about asking me. I had a significant friend of mine that actually we ended up doing this together. His name's Bill Jerome. Congrats, Bill. Yeah, Bill. I mean, thank you so much. He pulled me through that run big time. Um, but one of the mistakes I made, I call it, jokingly, I call it a mistake. I told him, I said, I want to do this before I'm 50. And this was long, this was probably last year. He said, Hey, I, I was thinking about your birthday, and like this year you're going to be 49, and next year you're going to be 50. And you would do, if you don't do the Ironman this year, you'll actually be 50 before you do it. And I'm like, who asked you, Bill? <laughs> Literally, you know. So he um, he held me to that, and he said, "You said you wanted to do this. Do you really want to do it? And if you do, I'll help you." And that really has meant a lot to me. And I think it's it really comes back to this idea of sharing your big goals. Now, how that translates into what we're doing outside of the physical realm, I, I think in the business realm. It means so much when you share with your team some of these big goals, these dreams, your hopes, your desires, and you tell people about it. Because the more people that you tell, the more people that will be engaged with you and celebrate along with you on this journey. And put a little pressure on you, too. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't want a lot of people at work to know. And slowly but surely, people started to find out. And I had people coming up to me going, hey, when's the Ironman? Hey, when's the Ironman? And... I was six months away. And so it was like on those days when I felt like I didn't want to keep working at it and wanted to maybe quit, I thought about all those people that knew that I was going to be doing it, and it held me to that goal. You didn't want to tell the story about why it didn't go down, huh? Exactly right. I get it. All right, so that's awesome. So share your big goals with, uh, I think, people that particularly you you, you trust as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, give us another principle. Uh, Principle number two for me is engage the experts. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, For me, an expert is anybody that's done an Ironman because honestly, I'd never done one. So um, as I was, you know, I love that principle when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so I was constantly in a state of just inquiry. And anytime I could catch wind that somebody was done an Ironman, I'd ask them all kinds of questions like, hey, what did you eat? How long did you train? What's your, what's your you know, we call them bricks. Like how, how often do you do a brick training where you maybe do two, two events at one time where you might swim and ride the bike or bike and, and run? And I got a lot of information from just anybody that had done one. So I would call them an expert. However, there are actual experts out there that will coach you on how to do this. And for me, um, even though I didn't meet them, I actually went online with a swimming coach 
and he gave me several videos, different training videos that I could use to learn how to be a better swimmer. And so I think that's a really, really important principle because oftentimes when we are in a, in a world where we may be learning for the very first time on how to do something. And this is a great example. Launch University, this is really the premise of all this, right? Yeah. Yeah, so as a launcher, there's often gaps between what we currently know today and where we want to go tomorrow. And so we're trying to connect other launchers with launchers to do just that, to connect you with experts that may be just a little further ahead of you on the journey. And a really good friend of mine had actually done multiple Ironmans. He's done... He literally qualified for the Hawaii Ironman, the Kona Ironman, which is you have to do it in 10 hours. Wow. So I did mine in 14 and a half. He did it in 10. Um, he knew everything about what to do, how to eat, how to train. And so I would pepper him with questions. And so those are kind of the, th- you know, for me, a big principle in this is engage the experts. Find out for you, if you currently are trying to put together a blog, who out there is blogging and doing it really well, reach out to them. Ask them for some tips. Ask them for some help. Most of the time when you ask the question, will you help me? Most of the time the answer back is, sure, I'd love to. So another way to say that, what is likely hard can be made easier Mm. with expert counsel. Yeah. And you can avoid stepping in some of the stump holes that others have stepped in if you'll humble yourself and reach out and show a little initiative and just seek counsel from them. Yeah. Okay, great tip. Let's go to number three, third All right, principle. So third principle would be chunk it down. And what I mean by that is break down a huge goal into bite-sized manageable pieces. And so I'll tell you literally this goal, well, as David would say, it's been years and years and years. <laughs> but about 18 months ago, I got pretty serious about what this was going to look like. And I can remember the first 90-day goal, and I like to break down goals into quarterly chunks. And my first 90-day goal was to buy a bike. Like, I did not have a triathlete bike. And so I talked to people for 90 days. I went and looked at bike shops. I, I inquired. I read. And I found the right bike for me. And I bought the bike. I got fitted for the bike. And the goal was to ride the bike on one run, you know, one ride. And that was my 90 day goal. And so as you look at a goal for you, chunking it down into bite sized pieces is really helpful. And so, an example of that for me when I think about training too is how many hours in a week do I just need to be training? And that's the way I looked at it. It worked for me. I would say, okay, this week I need to just do 10 hours worth of training, whether that was swimming or running or biking. And that was super helpful. Instead of looking at the magnitude and the scope of this huge goal of trying to run an Ironman, I can just do 10 hours this week. If I just do 10 hours this week, then I get to the next week. And if I can do 15 hours that next week, I'll get to the next week. And so chunking it down, I think the principle here for you um, and for any of us that are trying to lead initiatives or trying to launch things is how do you take that big goal and put it into bite-sized pieces that are manageable? Let me go a little bit further on that point. Identify the first step and put yourself on the clock. Mm. So when I hear you talk about getting the bike, if you know I'm going to do this huge thing and I got to have a bike, maybe get the bike is the critical first step and I'm going to do it by a week from Saturday. That type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Apply that to the journey that you guys are on as you're listening out there. So, All right, so we've talked about share your big goals, uh, engage experts, and chunk it down. 
Give us another one, Shane. So simply put, time on task. And that is literally putting your head down, putting the running shoes on, going outside or getting on a treadmill and putting time on task. And this, to me, there needs to be some creativity in this um, because sometimes this is just really hard. And so uh, we actually have another podcast we talk about celebrating frequently. I think that's really, really important because in order to put time on task, you've got to put some moments out there where you can celebrate a little bit. Um, one of the things for me that I did that really helped me, and, and maybe this will help one of, if some of you are going after a physical goal, I made a commitment to myself. I like to binge watch some things on Netflix. And so I decided that I could do one of two things. I could sit on the couch and watch Netflix or I could be on the treadmill and watch Netflix or the bike. And so I told myself for this season, the only time I could binge watch a show was if I was on a bike or I was running. And it worked out great. I now went through a lot of shows, but it was terrific because I would literally go, you know what? I can't watch it unless I'm on a bike. So we can come to you if we need tips for Netflix because you've now seen it all. I've seen it all, man. (laughs) I mean, I've seen so many shows now. And I love it because what it did was it helped me keep time on task. And that literally, we all know this, for any completion of any goal, you just have to simply put time on the task. You have to put your head down and you have to go hard at getting some of those action items done and knocking them out. And when you do, that's what gets you ultimately to the goal. It's breaking it down in small chunks and it's putting time on task. I want to ask you another question around that. Because sure. let's, let's, I know um, our listeners, many of you are trying to do something on the side and you've got a full-time job. You've got a lot of responsibility, but there's something you're passionate about that you're trying to pursue. Much like you, Shane, you have a job, you have a family, you have other commitments, and yet you wanted to take on this massive goal. That does take time. There's no getting around um, putting in time if you're going to complete an Ironman. How did you do that? How did you find the time to put on task? What are some tips that might help our listeners? Well, I thank you for asking it because I forgot to talk about this, but literally I would sit down on a Sunday and I would map out the time that I would train for the next week. And so I would say, okay, I'm going to wake up on a Monday at 5.30, head to the office, run for an hour and a half, get dressed and go to the meeting. Then I knew, okay, this Saturday, my daughter's playing volleyball, so I need to be done by 11 o'clock. And so I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and then I would go swim and then I would get on the bike and ride, and I'd be back in time um, for her volleyball game. But I had to look at each week, and then I had to literally put it in my calendar and hold true to it. And I made sure that folks around me, like my wife, knew, okay, here's when I'm going to be training. So example, I'd come home from work, and I'd say, I need to put one hour in on the bike, and I would go watch my show. (laughs) And I would go downstairs, and I would get on that bike, and I would binge watch a Netflix show, and then be done, but you have to put it on your calendar, and that's how you put time on task. Did you keep some type of training log or training journal? I mean, as crazy as it sounds, my training log was my calendar. Okay. I mean, because I could go back and see, and I'd, I'd like it, make it a color. Yeah. If I completed it, I'd make it a different color just so I knew, and um, that's, how I, that's how I gauged how well I was doing. I would just track that. Okay, so that's a good tip, too. So let's say you do have a primary job, but there's something else you're trying to do. How do you call it out in your calendar, maybe via color, 
so that you can look at your week and decide, are you spending an appropriate amount of time? You know, enough, but not too much, not too little. So that, that's well said. All right, let's go one more. Uh, give us the last tip that you think has application. So this is really, really important. And we, it's actually so important. We actually did, again, another podcast on how to celebrate but you have to celebrate these milestones. Otherwise, you just get you get beat down, you get wore out, you, you get frustrated. Uh, even sometimes you'll get an injury in the middle of all this. And so celebrating some milestones. So, you know, I would literally, if I were able to complete all my hours of training for uh, the week, I mean, for me, I'd celebrate with a pizza and a Coke because I just love to eat and I love to eat stuff that's maybe not the best for me, but I just, that was how I celebrated. Or honestly, if I had a really, really hard training week, I'd take three days off from training and it really was good for me and it was good to celebrate and remind myself that I'd worked hard. Um, Another way to do this, and I think it's super important, it kind of goes back to this idea of sharing your goals, but celebrate with people that may be doing something similar. And, and just talk about it. So like I mentioned, Bill Jerome, he and I were training for this together and I would celebrate what he had accomplished that week. And then we'd go run on a weekend and we'd go celebrate with a chicken biscuit at Chick-fil-A. You know, we'd like, okay, let's go do a run and then we'll go eat breakfast together. Um, but it's these little things that you need to do to celebrate. And then as you hit major accomplishments, um, make it bigger. Um, because you'll latch onto that celebration and it'll give you the fuel and the momentum you need to keep training. So about midway through this, we did a half Ironman to get ready for the full Ironman. And it was a big deal because we'd never done this before. But I mean, we celebrated in a big way. We, we took pictures together and hung them up on the wall and just had a, a great experience doing this one event. And it really helped every time I was training, the rest of the time I was training for the Ironman, I would look at those pictures. I would go, okay, I've already done the half. Now I just got to add a little bit more. And uh, that was always encouraging. So celebrate those milestones. I think it's really important. And how that translates to what we do, uh, you know, in the business world is, again, if if what you're doing is a side hustle, how can you look for ways to celebrate? I mean, sometimes it can be a cup of coffee and a donut. Other times it can be just a vacation or taking some time off. Um, it could be going out to dinner with your spouse or your, you know, whoever you're dating. Just kind of get away and just hang out and celebrate those special moments because we do need to be rejuvenated um, by, by celebrating some milestones. I do want to point out an observation. You gave me your race uh, number, your athlete number, and you gave me Bill Jerome's athlete number, and you showed me this website where I could track your progress because you're you're wearing a tracker throughout the course of the race. That's in case you start to drown. Yeah. They can come and get you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but one of the things that I think is really cool is you and Bill committed to stay together. Yeah. And you finished within a couple of seconds of each other. And you might be stronger at one aspect of the triathlon, and he might be stronger at another but you would hold back and see each other through this thing. Is that more often Bill would hold back? <laughs> but um, I will say that was huge. I mean, if you can find somebody, no matter what goal you've set, that wants to come alongside you and do this together, um, I truly believe two is always better than one. And um, I really, a big shout out to Bill Jerome because I would not have completed this without him. So, well, as you talk about celebrating, I'm thinking you got somebody to celebrate with. And yeah. I think. 
I'm going to imagine that you could even commiserate a little bit together as you're going through the rough patches in the race, but also as you clear another milestone, even in the course of the race, you got somebody that you can kind of celebrate with and feed off of one another yeah. with. So, well, let me just say again, congratulations. I would say, uh, listeners, if you think Shane should get a 140.6 tattoo on his neck or something like that, just <laughs> I do. I will not be celebrating that way. <laughs> I think Absolutely. he should. So if you're with me on that, uh, send some feedback. Maybe we can encourage Shane to do that. But I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. Thanks. Andy. And Thanks I, for I, being my accountability partner. I appreciate <laughs> that's it. right. Shane, you know, there's more to goals than just writing them down. Did you know that? <laughs> Exactly. A big lesson for all of us. So um, now I'm proud of you, and I think it's I think it's inspirational for us. So I may never complete an Ironman, but I can I can learn from what Shane has done and 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 apply well, it. David, here's your chance. If you really want to do it, just say it out loud right now. We'll all hold you accountable. I, I do want the accountability. So uh, Launch University crowd, I never want to do an Ironman. Can you hold me accountable to that, please? We will. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's great to be. With with you. We're honored that you would spend time with us. And we just want to encourage you as you continue to move forward and pursue that thing that you're so passionate about. Don't lose faith. There are going to be rough patches. You had rough patches in your race, I'm sure. But just power through them. Keep your eye on the prize. Remember why uh, you, you set out to do this in the first place. And uh, just encourage you to sh- tell others about the podcast, invite them to tune in. And uh, just know that uh, we want to be there for you. So if there's some way we can help, we've got a website, a blog as well. Just reach out to us via that. Let us know what we can do to help you. Go get them this week. Um, make the most of the next opportunity you face. Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com. 